The message of this morning is orthodox. I'm Gian, the founding pastor of Odessa, Texas, and today, in this beautiful morning of Sunday, April 24th, our worship service number 287, we would like to invite you to download the bulletin. You can go to our website, vchurch.us, and look for the tab bulletins, or you can also, using your phone, if you're watching through the big TV in your living room or bedroom, wherever you are, just grab the phone, open the camera, point towards the QR code, and voila, you will have access to the bulletin of this teaching. I want to thank you again, especially to my dear, beautiful church members. Thank you so much for your support. Those who are here in the church this morning, thank you for being here with us in person, worshiping the Lord all together, and also for you, dear church member, you are watching, and you also help us with your contributions to the church. Thank you so much, Tracy, for the songs. Thank you, Sebastian, for the work you are doing with the broadcast. And thank you to our team, the software team working behind scenes, making our broadcast stronger every single day. Thank you so much. So now we are going to reflect on God's word. And before I get there, I want to talk to you about this beautiful picture. This image actually is called Meteor. Is in Greece. But I want to show you this picture of this wonderful place. It's called Meteora in Greece. Look at this tremendous construction in the middle of mountains and rocks and whatnot. This is real. It was considered a monastery. Monks were there devoting their lives. Today, in many parts of the world, they group of people that are more conservative, orthodox, they are celebrating Easter. So happy Easter to everybody anyways. So we are curious, right? What is the meaning of the word orthodox? Would you like to know? I think it's important. The definition says that one proper way to qualify something as an adjective, right? As an adjective is... When we say something of a person or their views, whether they are religious views, political views, or other beliefs, conforming to what is generally or traditionally accepted as right or true. So there is a saying normally, right, when someone is very conservative and very traditional to say he is very orthodox or she or they are very orthodox. And on the other hand, you have people that are more into modernism, postmodernism, contemporary, stuff like that, they say they are anti-Orthodox. <laughs> Regardless, today is when the, the Christians that are Orthodox Christians, they celebrate Easter. Most of us Reformed churches in other parts of the world, we celebrated Easter last Sunday. But regardless, the, the fact is what unites us is... Jesus. And that is what really matters. So today we are going to study the scripture. As I promised you last Sunday, we are going to talk about what happened after the resurre resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are going to read from the easy to read version. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, guide us through this reflection. We will start with Acts chapter 1, verse 3. The section B, listen to this. The apostles saw Jesus many times 
during the 40 days after he was raised from death. He spoke to them about God's kingdom. 40 days. So in the Bible, we have many examples of the 40 days. So one of those is when Noah built the ark, it rained for 40 days. 40 is another good number for Moses. You know, 40 days, 40 years. He lived in Egypt 40 years in the desert. You know, it was another 40 when he went to Mount Sinai to receive the tablets. And, of course, people say that the first time he broke them because they were not uh, iPads. They were just tablets. I'm kidding. <laughs> then the other example, the 40 days, the number 40 is the 40 years that Israelites spent in the desert because of their stubbornness. We have another example of 40 in the, in, in the case of Elijah, who, who was devoted to fasting and, and looking for God's face, looking for God's uh, direction. Judges also is interesting because there are different judges that they rule for periods of 40 years, which is also the case of the first three kings of Israel. So interesting, right? And what about the Lord Jesus? Well, he was in fasting also for 40 days before the temptation when he defeated Satan the first time directly. Boom. 40 years. It happened after the Lord said one day that the walls of Jerusalem will not prevail. It happened too. 40 is an interesting thing. Well, 40 days was the period of time that the Lord Jesus spent with the disciples. And he had one topic in mind. What was that? God's kingdom. He was talking to the disciples about God's kingdom because obviously what matters for the Lord God is his kingdom. So the Lord Jesus was obviously having a good time with them. We know about eating with them, spending time together. There are no records in the scripture that we know about where he was staying or what happened. Was he sleeping with them? Or We don't know exactly how he operated through those 40 days, but one thing we know. They were 40 days that he was talking to the disciples about God's kingdom because he wanted them to get it. Now, here's the interesting thing. When the Lord Jesus is talking to them about God's kingdom, they are thinking, well, this is for real. You know, the Lord is back with us. He came back from death. He defeated death. So something good is going to happen now that we know it's God's kingdom. So in verse six, verses 6 and 7, read with me. The apostles were all together. They asked Jesus, Lord, is this the time for you to give the people of Israel their kingdom again? Jesus said to them, the Father is the only one who has the authority to decide dates and times. They are not for you to know. You know what to me is interesting here? is how they call them Lord. You remember that many times the Lord Jesus was called teacher, right? In some occasions, the disciples called him master, but here they are using the word Lord. God, you rule me, right? Lord. They are excited, hear, excited hearing about God's kingdom, and they are thinking, well, the people of Israel are going to set free from this oppression from the Roman Empire which is, you know, one of the mistakes of this theology of liberation, that for years, 
took good part of the world, especially in Latin America, predominantly Catholic, sadly, into these beliefs that communism was the solution, the solution, you know? But the truth is the kingdom of God is spiritual. And that is why, as we are reflecting today in what happened, we need to understand that, humanly speaking, we want to have power. We do. You want to have power, why? Because you want to have control. You want to have control of the situation. You say, well, here I am now, I'm in the right path. I'm walking with the Lord Jesus. This is my new life as a Christian. I feel much better now. My, my life is actually going pretty good. And, and I like to know that God is with me and he blesses me and I feel empowered. And therefore you think you are in control. So th that is why that question came up. When, when is going to happen, Lord Jesus? You know, with all respect, but when? When are, are we, the Israelites, able to overcome these difficulties, these worldly difficulties, and be on top of the game? Because we want to be in control. And then the Lord says to them, listen, guys, the only one who has the authority to decide about dates and time is the Father. Because the Lord Jesus always depended. He was always relying on the Father. The Lord Jesus as a son, as a human, he didn't do whatever he thought he needed to do. He always submitted himself to the authority of the Father. Submission is key for your life, you know that. But also with submission, dependency. Relying entirely in the Lord. And that is what he was talking with the disciples for 40 days. You know, interesting. Well, because the Lord knew that they wanted to have power and authority, they, they, he thought they are ready for this. So here is, in the chapter 1 of Acts, of course, now in verse 8, he says, listen, guys. The Holy Spirit will come on you and give you power. Yay, they said. You will be my witnesses. You will tell people everywhere about me in Jerusalem, in the rest of Judea and Samaria, and in every part of the world. So the disciples were excited, thinking, my goodness, we will have the power. We will do the things that the Lord Jesus was doing, you know, multiplying the bread. We are going to heal people. We are going to do this. We are going to do that. Because, again, what the disciples wanted was power, authority. And here's the deal. The Holy Spirit is not magical power, you know? The Holy Spirit is not like a special formula or, or a special, special weapon. There is a case registered in the book of Acts when... Later, the disciples empowered with the Holy Spirit, they were doing and performing great miracles. And there was a guy, a bad guy, a crook, crook one. And he wanted to buy that power because he thought, if I give money, I will receive this power. Not understanding that there is not such a thing like a power. It's not magical force. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. It's a person. 
it is impossible to say, I'm going to use the Spirit of God to do this. That is totally wrong. It doesn't matter which is your position in terms of uh, being baptized with the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, and the rest of the things that came with the reform and Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is not something that you just take and use. That's impossible. It's God himself. And the Lord said, you will receive power. Because at that moment, they didn't know that the Holy Spirit will be dwelling inside of them, empowering them, and guiding them. The Holy Spirit wants to guide you. He wants to empower you, certainly. The Holy Spirit wants to give you direction. The Holy Spirit wants to give you inspiration, strength, wisdom, discernment. And he will use you powerfully. But there is one purpose. And that is something that at that point the apostles didn't know. Didn't even understand at that point. Like many believers. They discuss and argue about the power of the Holy Spirit and this and that. And the Lord Jesus said it so clearly. He says the purpose is for you to be my witness. To testify. The whole objective is that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will be able to testify to people the greatness of Jesus, the mercies of Jesus and his compassion. You understand now? Now, here in the chapter number 2, verses 1 through 4, it says that when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. That's beautiful. Suddenly a noise came from heaven, it sounded like a strong wind blowing. Whew. Imagine like a, an airplane. <laughs> the noise filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw something that looked like flames of fire. The flames were separated and stood over each person there. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak different languages. The Holy Spirit was giving them the power to do this. So this is something absolutely supernatural. Because the power of God is real. The power of God is real, my friend. Probably you have experienced the power of God in your life. I don't know. But once you experience the power of God in your life and you experience the supernatural of, of God, you are transformed. You are totally changed because the power of God is real. What exactly happened there? We just don't know. We were not there. The description that Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, is giving us is, is he says, it's is like, he says, it was a noise that came from him and sounded like a strong, like a strong wind blowing. So it was loud, definitely was loud. And then on top of that, everyone there received something, he says, like flames of fire. <laughs> and they were stood on, over each person there. So and everyone was this fire, this flames <laughs> of fire over each one of them. Let me tell you, this event 
was absolutely supernatural. And this is something interesting for you. Because Christianity is not just blah, blah, blah. The Bible is not just a nice book with great stories. Worshiping God is not just about singing. There is power in God. And He is supernatural. Now, if you want to approach the Lord from the intellectual viewpoint, standpoint, I am sure the Lord will reveal certain things to your mind. But it's different when you are searching God from your heart. And probably that is what you need. You need to become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit himself because he's talking to you inside of you. He's trying to connect and develop a stronger relationship with you. But it's up to you to say, I want to hear more of your voice or not. Because if you seek the Lord in prayer, he will show up. You pray with fervor, with passion, with dedication and devotion. You are by yourself on your knees talking to the good Lord. You get ready because the supernatural God is going to come upon you. And when that happens, things can happen. Like what? Well, a noise, a wind, a fire, and you experiencing something in your own body. Like the disciples here, they were speaking in the spirit. They were speaking something that they didn't understand what they were saying. This is the first case in the scripture that talks about the power of God touching believers in a way that they were in awe, amazed, and not just them. The people around us at the same time. We need to continue reading because this is really good. However, I want to give you my announcement for the following Sunday, which is May the 1st. The service will be Cinco de Mayo. I hope you will come and listen to this wonderful story, Cinco de Mayo, here in Victory Church next Sunday. But coming back to the story that we are reading here in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 6 and 11b. A large crowd came together because they heard the noise. They were surprised because as the apostles were speaking, everyone heard in their own language. They said, we are from different countries, but we can hear these men in our own languages. We can all understand the great things they are saying about God. How about that? The great things they are saying about God. God is supernatural, my friend. And he will move. He will do things in his supernatural nature. You're searching God more and more. You care about the word. You take your time to pray. You talk to the Lord constantly. You devote yourself. You even try to do some fasting here and there. You separate yourself to, to, just to do certain things for the Lord, serving the Lord. By the way, the word holy, do you know the meaning? Is separated. Separated, devoted, consecrated to God. So when you are becoming holier 
You understand? You are becoming more and more dedicated to the Lord. You become holier, right? The supernatural move of God is going to be part of your experiences. Like these disciples, they were all together after 40 days with the Lord Jesus and then kept praying together. Perhaps that is what is lacking in your life, my friend. A time of prayer. Time of prayer with other believers. Meeting with other believers. Getting the same feeling, you know? Getting every connection possible linked to the supernatural atmosphere of being in the presence of God. And that is what we experience when we get together in our regular worship services. It becomes supernatural there because the Lord dwells in the midst of the praises. We are singing, not just singing. We are worshiping God. There is a special atmosphere out there. And the Lord moves there. And some people will be speaking in languages that nobody can understand. Some people say, what is that? Some people disagree with that, but they are gifts of God. However, I want to tell you that certainly here is obvious that part of the people that were there, they were speaking in languages that were not necessarily other uh, supernatural languages or angelical languages. They were a group of people. Here is obvious. They were speaking in languages from other countries. But the miracle is nobody ever taught them. They never went to school of languages. It was a supernatural ability that came upon them, the power of God, that they were speaking. What? Read with me. It says great things about God. They were speaking beautiful things about the greatness of God. So whether it is for those who are very passionate about the speaking in tongues or others that are not, what is what we should be thinking of every time we are in the presence of God, in the presence of other believers? We need to be talking about the greatness of God. The greatness of God. And that shouldn't stop the moment that the service ends in your church. We need to continue talking about the greatness of God the rest of the week, the rest of the Sunday, with our friends having lunch, lunch with our family having dinner, when we are especially in the times of trouble, we need to remember the greatness of God. Because the presence of God is there with you. The Holy Spirit is there with you. And he wants to empower you so you can be a good witness. Sadly, what we see in many people is that they are believers for one hour Sunday morning. And the rest of the time, forget about it. There is no Christianity whatsoever in the way that we talk, in the way that we behave. And we all make that mistake. That is why today we need to reflect about this. The Holy Spirit dwells in us, whether it's speaking in tongues or in, given the interpretation or simply speaking in the language we speak, in our case, English. We need to be always talking about the greatness of God. That is the key, my friend, because we will speak whatever is in our hearts. We are going to talk those things that we are thinking about. When we are reading the Word, when we are reflecting in God's Word, when we are listening to the Holy Spirit, 
we are going to be talking about the greatness of God. Not about the problems in the country, not about the difficulties that we have. We all have difficulties. Every country has difficulties and always will. But if we use our time in a wise way, we will be talking about the greatness of God. Now, if we read now from verses 16 to 21, this is something amazing because although it's prophecy written by the prophet Joel many years before, Peter here, after being empowered with the Holy Spirit, he stood up in front of all these people and he explained this passage to the ones that they were curious about that noise. And this is what he said. But Joel the prophet wrote about what you see happening here today. This is what he wrote. God says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will have special dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit on my servants, men and women, and they will prophesy. I will work wonders in the sky above. And now he's moving to a different part of the prophecy. He says, I will cause miracle signs on the earth below. There will be blood, fire, and thick smoke. The sun will be changed into darkness, and the moon will be as red as blood. Then the great and glorious day of the Lord will come, and everyone who trusts in the Lord will be saved. And that shocks everybody there. And they became believers. So what is exactly, what exactly is the purpose of being filled with the Holy Spirit, my friend? It's to witness. But many people being filled with the Holy Spirit are going to experience tremendous things. Like he says here, some of the sons and daughters will prophesy. But let's talk a little bit about it. What, what is to prophesy? You know, sometimes you can be actually fooled by some people that they say that they have a prophecy because they actually are interested in making a profit of you. And that is very sad. So you don't necessarily have, have to pay to anybody because they have a prophecy from God for you. In fact, you know, the whole Bible is prophecy. It's God talking to you. And you know the main message of the Bible is that the Lord loves you and He wants you to repent and come back to Him. So there are particular moments, definitely, when the Lord is going to use somebody to prophesy to you. It could be young people, sons and daughters, men and women. You see that? It doesn't matter the age. And they can come to you and tell you, I just feel that you should be closer to God. I would like you to come to the church. I would like you to read this, this passage in the scripture. I would like to give you this Bible. There is a message from God, prophecy, a message from God for a third person. Now, how can you process that someone that is a prophet will charge you for a prophecy if it's coming from the Lord? Definitely that is not right. Much less if that person tells you 
if you give me this amount, it's going to be multiplied 100 times if you do it right away. To what degree can we consider that legit, biblical, correct, true? To what degree? It's up to you because there are so many things, you know, in these days, people talking about many things. And, and unfortunately, there are many that don't know what the Bible says. But Peter here in the book of Acts chapter 2 is telling us about the prophecy of Joel talking about what can happen to sons and daughters, talking about all men having special dreams, young men having vision. Visions, dreams. Different methods the Lord will use to talk to people. To whom? To those who are being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit not filled with their own imaginations. Feeling, being filled with the Holy Spirit is the result of somebody that is already drinking from the fountain of the real water. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is the result of you seeking more and more of the Lord. He will fill you with the Holy Spirit when you are thirsty from God. You are hungry from God. For God, and you say, I want more of you, Lord. Then the Holy Spirit will continue being poured out, pouring down into you to fill you up totally. Yeah, you can prophesy, you can have visions, you can have dreams. Servants of God, men and women, they will prophesy, is what Joel said. Of course it happens. Is it possible that right now I am a prophet of God for you? Is it possible that through my message, through my voice today, are you receiving prophecy, a direct invitation from the Lord God to change, to study the scripture from a different perspective and open your eyes to something? Of course it is. And I am totally open to hear from the Lord. Every time when preachers are talking and ministers, individuals that we know, they are legit. And they say, I have a message from God. Beautiful. I, I believe that many, many, many servants of the Lord are all over the world giving messages to the people of God. But now, also here, Joel is talking about the day of the Lord. So when this day will be? When the red will be, the, the moon will be red like blood? And then is when you find those studies and books and movies and all that related with the moon. What about the sun? There will be no sun. What about all those things? What are we talking about? Destruction? People that don't know the scripture, obviously they are going to just let their minds fly. And they are being influenced by all kinds of sources. Unfortunately, majority of those sources are wrong. <laughs> 
the Lord Jesus said, because they, they, the, the apostles asked him, when is going to be? When it's only in the knowledge of the Father. Nobody needs to know this. It's in his own heart, in his own mind, is his decision. When is going to be? He has the authority to determine this. You see? People can study and try to figure it out when it could be just sufficient and enough for anybody to accept that it's going to be when the Lord says it's going to be. <laughs> How difficult is that to accept? He talked about signs and this and that, like the fig and many other things, which is not the topic of today. But, but I want you to know one simple thing. You know what really matters? is that you trust in the name of the Lord. And that was the conclusion of Peter's message. He said to everybody there, guys, really, everyone who trusts in the name of the Lord will be saved. That is why I encourage you today to open your heart to receive the love of God. And if there is any name that you need to cry out to, if there is any name that you need to know and in the time of trouble is the name of Jesus. In the day of tribulation, speak out, speak the name of Jesus. Tracy was singing earlier in the service this beautiful song, speak the name of Jesus. In the day of tribulation and difficulty, I promise you, you claim, you cry out to Jesus. You say, Jesus, help me. And you see how many people are using the glorious name of our Lord and Savior as an expression, like they got hurt and they say his name, clueless of what they are doing, blinds, leading others that are blind as well. That's why when you come to the source, which is the scripture, the love of God and the true teachings of the scripture, the ones that are true and accurate, biblical, you know what will happen? You will know the truth and the truth will set you free, like now. In the day of trouble, my friend, don't worry about anything. You just keep trusting in the Lord and trust in the name of Jesus because he will take care of you. All the time. That day, many, many people got saved. Because Peter was empowered to witness. Is what you need to do. To be empowered to witness about the name of Jesus. And right now, the Holy Spirit is upon you, my friend. And the first thing that he wants to do with you is to restore you. And you need to be restored in your, in your views because probably they are distorted. Maybe you were deceived, perhaps for some leader, some religious leader, perhaps from your, even from your parents or grandparents. Somebody told you stories and said things to you, but they are not biblical. There is no week that I don't receive communication from people asking me questions like, is, is this in the Bible? What the Bible says about this? It is so surprising for them when I said, 
that is not in the Bible. It's an invention. And they say, for real? Mm-hmm. It's not in the Bible. And of course, they ask me the next question. So what the Bible says about this and that? Ah. And I say, aha. <laughs> My favorite question, right? What does the Bible says about this and that? Oh, please. That makes me happy. Because you will know the truth, and the truth would set you free. And the truth today is that whether it's speaking in tongues or not, interpretation of tongues or not, feeling fire or not, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the sign, number one, is the love of God in you. The words that you are saying, your actions, because it's through your life that you become a real witness of Jesus. We know many people that are good to talk. You know many of them, but their lives are a disaster. Bad example. We all make mistakes. You probably have, but the Lord can restore you. And once He restores you, He will give you the right words, the right vision. So you can be a good witness. So today, receive the power of God to be restored. And the first thing, my friend, is just forgive those that lie to you. Forget about the misinformation, <laughs> the bad information, the wrong information you receive. Forget about it. And focus on one thing and one thing only, is that the name of Jesus is the name above all names. So receive now the power of God. Receive the, the healing that the Lord brings to you. Because that healing comes to your heart, comes to your mind, comes to your body. And if the Lord wants to give you the gift of speaking in tongues, well, there you go. If the Lord wants to give you any of the gifts, prophecy, interpretation, the ability to serve, to give, to perform miracles, to administrate, to teach, to lead, to evangelize, to make disciples, many of the gifts in you can be done, can be real, if only you receive them. So, Open, open your heart, open your, your arms and your hands, open your life to the, to the miracles of God and say, I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready to receive whatever you have for me. And the most beautiful gift you can receive is the forgiveness of your sins in the name of Jesus. So receive right now all that, the power of God in your life, and be blessed. And be blessed, my friend. There is one final scripture that I want to share with you. It's in John chapter 3, verse 16. God loves the, Lord, the world so much that He gave His only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not be lost but have eternal life. In the name of Jesus, receive that forgiveness and say with me, I am a new creation. I am forgiven. My name is written in the book of life and I am going to heaven by the grace of God. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, my friend, for being here with us. Share this message 
Orthodox with any of your friends, search for the link. There are ways, and you are smart. You can figure it out. Share through all platforms. We are broadcasting in pretty much all platforms available. So you can serve God being a witness by sharing something like this. From Odessa, Texas, in the name of my family, my wife, my team, my son Sebastian working with us in the broadcast, all the team members, all the church members, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, have a wonderful rest of your Sunday, and I'll see you next time. Good morning. Let me invite you to download or install Gian TV, which is our Roku channel. If you have a Roku TV or a Roku device, don't hesitate to install this free, absolutely free Roku channel. You will be able to watch wonderful videos, all the categories that we have here. So go to search channels, search for Gian TV, and then hit install. Don't forget to give us a five stars if you like our videos. Thank you so much for watching. By Giancarlo Vitutoro. I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video. Also you took all of my tears You make me feel loved, you make me feel good I love your words, you changed my world You make me feel loved, you make me feel good I love your words, you changed my world You are
nothing was lost, I saw very far away your light Shining at the distance, you make me believe that there was hope for me It was your light in the night To give me life, it's your light Some days I felt ready to sink Every time you rescued me My own tears became the ink To write the prayers of my me Disappointed you quite many times. I failed, I messed up big time. Acting right was not my style. No more sad days, now all is bright. The sun is shining with its light I feel the wind blowing off my skin I feel your love coming, you're my spring The winter is over, no more snow My heart you filled with your love now in my home I hear the birds I see the kids playing, boys and girls Can anyone hear the explosion? Because my life is in commotion I feel that I am falling down Whoever saves me must have a crown Flower needs the sun, like the ocean wants the moon, like the grass needs the rain. Come and take my pain away. How can somebody fix my heart? My life is falling apart. If only there was somebody who sees that I'm not nobody. How can somebody fix my heart? My life is falling apart. If only there was somebody who sees that I'm not nobody. Sing to me a love. 
yourselves on again Fly me on your airplane Be my shining star tonight I need you badly in my life It is absolutely amazing what I am feeling. Never before I experienced what you have done to me. I know that in the past I didn't see things as I do now. But honestly, you have changed everything for me. And uh, I don't want to let it go. I don't want you to go anywhere. Stay here with me, by me, because you make me feel alive. And I know that you love me, and I love you. I love you with all of my heart. I belong to you. You brought me a new life, a life that is absolutely profound, real, and true. I feel alive, you make me fly, I'm in the clouds, you make me alive, this is my night, I'm gonna fight, I feel the wind, I'm gonna win, I feel alive, you make me fly, I'm in the clouds, Hey, 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 that's all, that's all, that's all, folks. <laughs> Time to go home. <laughs> Ciao.